Hello again, welcome back to Greatness, an op-ed on today's sports greats. I'm your host, Wes Ibarra of off Sport. Office mates, how's it going? It's been a minute, but we are back, temporarily. If you thought the season finale was the last, you are wrong. Just kidding, to an extent, you were right. However, this one-off finale, if you will, you do not see me doing the air quotes, but I am, will be quite the piece. I realized that I never made a greatness on soccer or football. I'm not sure if you noticed that either. However, here we are. Can you take a guess on who we will cover? I'll give you a sec. If you thought Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, or even Megan Rapino, those are great guesses. That's not the answer though. For this special edition episode, we are covering a team. That's right, a team. The squad that we are covering, the Philippines women's national team, aka the Filipinas. You may be wondering, Wes, why them? Well, for starters, I'm a proud first-generation Filipino-American sports junkie. When you think of Filipinos in a grand sports scheme, you probably think of the guys who play like the Golden State Warriors on your local basketball court. If we're going to talk about basketball, there's also NBA stars Jordan Clarkson and Jalen Green. Then, of course, there's the world-famous Manny Pacquiao. However, this team is special. Ever since the Philippines started competing in international soccer, neither the men nor women qualified for a World Cup. That all changed this year. Qualifying in Group A of the 2023 Women's World Cup, the Filipinas completed their run with a 1-win, 0-draw, 2-loss record, and did not advance from their group. However, for a team that's qualified for the first time, they not only captivated a nation, but a generation of soccer players, and you can best believe they won the heart of this guy who sits behind a mic and creates a sports conversation with you. We will discuss how the team got there, a summary of their performance at the World Cup, what they mean to me, and perhaps other Filipinos worldwide, and what is next for the team. Let's call time, and we'll be right back. It all started in 2022 with the AFC Women's Asian Cup. The 12-team tournament that took place in India doubled up as the Women's World Cup qualifier due to restrictions imposed by the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic at the time. The Filipinas were placed in Group B with the likes of Australia, Thailand, and Indonesia. The first match was a successful one for the Filipinas, a 1-0 victory against Thailand on January 21, 2022, the lone goal coming from Chandler McDaniel in the 81st minute. Their second match was a loss to powerhouse Australia, a 4-0 defeat on January 24th. Their final group match was a blowout 6-0 win over Indonesia on January 27th. With a record of two wins, zero draws, one loss, this resulted in six points, enough for the Filipinas to advance to the quarterfinal stage of the tournament. There, the Filipinas would be matched up in a win-or-go-home match with the Chinese Taipei. The implications of this game were huge. If the Philippines win the game, they go on to their first World Cup in the country's history. If they don't, then it's a heartbreak in another major tournament for the squad. The game, for the most part, was an even match with the score being 1-1 after 90 minutes. With the score not changing after extra time, the match went to penalties. Taiwan had their first three shooters score, with the rest missing. Caveat, there are six shooters that each team will send, so Taiwan had their first three make, their last three miss. The Filipinas had their first two shooters, Castaneda and Anis, score. Jessica Miklat and Hallie Long would miss their shots. However, goalkeeper Olivia McDaniel kept them alive with a score on her shot. Eventually, it was up to Serena Bolden. The weight and dreams of a country on her shoulders with a lot to gain and a lot to lose. 
She looks up, takes her step, shoots left, boom. Bolden scores. The Filipinas win and history is made. As that moment captivated anyone and everyone who was spectating and following, the groundwork was there. Get ready for Australia, New Zealand in the summer. While the Filipinas would bow out in the semis against South Korea, the ticket was already punched and the rejoice was still there. In addition to the Asian Cup, the Philippines was host to the 2022 AFF Women's Championship. The 11-team tournament was a major tournament for the Filipinas, and a great result would not only help their stock in the world rankings, but also keep them in-game form ahead of the big tournament. The Philippines would be placing Group A with the likes of Thailand, Australia U23s, Singapore, Malaysia, and Indonesia. The Filipinas would finish group play with 4 wins, 1 loss, and with 12 points, good enough for 2nd in the group and into the knockout stages. On July 15, 2022, Philippines would be paired with Vietnam for the first knockout match in which resulted in a 4-0 victory. This set up a match with the winner of Thailand and Myanmar in which Thailand came out victorious 2-0. In the final on July 17, 2022, the Filipinas shut out Thailand 3-0, which captured their first major title for the Philippines in international play. You can say 2022 was a marvelous run by the Filipinas. When we come back, we talk about the prep and the results in the World Cup. In the months leading up to the World Cup, Coach Alan Stacic set up training camps in Costa Rica and Chile towards the end of the 2022 calendar year. To keep the team in shape and in competition focus, the Philippines took part in a couple small tournaments such as the Pinatar Cup in which they played the likes of Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. To also round out competitions domestically, the Filipinas also participated in the Sea Games, or the Southeast Asian Games, as well as the 2024 Olympic qualifiers. While the results were nothing to be of note, the strategy in my opinion was quite smart. As a matter of fact, there were actually closed door games against Sweden and the US women's national team. While I would love to know the results of those closed door games, it gave the Filipinas an idea of what it's like to play against world class competition. If you plan on making multiple World Cups, you have to be able to play the teams that will contend every four years for the coveted trophy. Switching gears quickly before we talk about how they did in the World Cup, the one thing that really struck me about this team is that a lot of the players play for smaller clubs or play at the Division I level for college here in the United States. Reina Bonta and Quinley Quezada play for Brazil's Santos and Serbia's Belgrade Red Stars respectively. Those are clubs that probably most fans recognize. However, the rest of the group plays in clubs that are based in Australia, Norway, Philippines, or even the United States. No players from the NWSL or the National Women's Soccer League, Premier League, or any major European-based league. Now, this is not a slight on the clubs or the players in any way. If anything, this is a compliment. If you can piece together a team where there are major contributors to their clubs or schools, big and small, and you are able to play together, you may have something brewing here. Another interesting fact about the Filipinas is that most of the team was born outside of the Philippines. The majority of the team identified as Americans, Canadians, Australians, or Norwegians. For some, this can be a bit off-putting, as most members are not quote-unquote Filipina. I think that whatever amount of people who thought that before are wrong and probably embrace the ladies as Filipina now. In my opinion, especially as a first-gen Filipino-American, these ladies are very much Filipina. They took the time to put on the shirt, sing the anthem, and play for 90 minutes with intensity, passion, and pride. If that's not Filipina spirit, I don't know what is. Bottom line, regardless of their passwords say, or what their bios and their IDs of their birthplaces, they represent the sun and three stars. 
and they were the ones who put the country on the soccer map. Now let's get to the good stuff. The Philippines was aligned in Group A with the likes of Switzerland, Norway, and host country New Zealand. Leading up to the tournament, I would have not have been surprised if no one gave the Filipinas a shot at even winning a game. New Zealand was ranked 26th, the Norwegians 12th, and the Swiss 20th. Philippines was ranked 46th. Just by looking at the numbers alone, you would think that this would be a wash for the Filipinas. I would think that even for the most loyal fans, just being there was already enough. Personally, at the time, I thought if they kept every game competitive, people would give the team their flowers. Game 1. Switzerland Game 1 was against Switzerland on July 21st, 2023 in Dunedin, New Zealand. The Swiss had some star power on her team, particularly Ramona Bachmann, who is known for playing for PSG Women. Though this looked like it could be a walk in the park for the Swiss, you could have thought differently if you watched the match. I remember that I stayed up to watch the opening game for the Filipinas and it felt like the crowd was pro-Philippines. It may be hard to believe, but it felt like I was hearing more of the Philippine national anthem and the cheers of the Philippine X people throughout the game. Before I get sidetracked, let me get back onto the field here. The Filipinas played with a lot of pace and a lot of pressure, perhaps with an intensity that the Swiss were not expecting. Football is a game of inches, right? In the 16th minute, there appeared to be a through ball that landed in the vicinity of Filipino midfielder Katrina Gilu. For those that are unfamiliar, a midfielder is someone who plays in the middle of the field and covers most distance on the pitch. She took a touch and shot into goal. She's done it! The Filipinas' first goal. Unfortunately, the goal was disallowed due to the ruling of offside. This means that Gilu was ahead of the last Swiss defender on the play, which is a huge no-no in soccer. After the disallowed goal, the Swiss and Filipinas would play into a deadlock until a controversial foul in the 45th minute caused a penalty shot for the Swiss. Defender Jessica Cowart, who would play closer to goal, fouled a Swiss player in the goal box in their net. By rule, should a player on the attacking team be fouled in that area, the attacking team is awarded a penalty shot, which is kind of like a free throw, but with a goalkeeper in net. The Swiss send in Ramona Bachmann, and of course, she scores. Filipinas go down 1-0 at half. Eventually, the Swiss would score another goal in the 64th minute of the second half via Serena Plubel. No answer was given from our heroes, and they would fall 2-0 to start the campaign with a loss. Game 2 took place on July 25, 2023 in Wellington, New Zealand against the hosts, New Zealand. Going into the match, New Zealand defeated Norway and was a favorite against the Filipinas. This would be the lowest ranked team the Filipinas would face in the group ranking at 26th. Despite being 0-1, there is still a chance for the Filipinas to contend for something and why not do it here? On the 24th minute, Serena Bolden, yes, the same lady that sent the Filipinas to the tournament, scored the first World Cup goal in the country's history. The shot was a header from the right side of the box that bumped off the goalkeeper's hands. New Zealand would not go away quietly as they thought they had scored in the 68th minute. However, like Gilu's goal in Game 1, the shot was overturned via offside. Despite the frantic shot attempts by the Ferns, the Filipinas would hold on for the win and score their first World Cup victory. This time, I did not get a chance to watch that match as it was a very early start to the middle of the week. However, I will sit here and tell you that the victory moved me to tears. Not because I missed the game, but it was nice to see something so monumental for the country and sports in the Philippines. When it comes to sports, it's easy for me to get romantic about all the athletes that I like. 
some of which are the greats for this season. However, getting romantic about this team hit different. Not only did they win, they set themselves up for a chance to go into the knockouts, in a win, and you're in situation. Win, and you're in. That was the message going into this match. What better way to do it against Norway, which is the 12th best team in the world and perhaps the most talented team in the group? At this point in time, the Filipinas already accomplished so much. They have already beaten the expectations and brought the country even closer. However, we are humans, and naturally, we always want more. Though we want more, sometimes it results in running into a brick wall. The Norwegians drubbed the Filipinas 6-0. And just like that, it was over. So close, yet so far. Life and sports, or should I say sports like life, can be brutal when you are crying tears of joy one day and then tears of defeat the next. However, at the end of the day, fans like me smile at the conclusion of this run. Never in our wildest dreams that a soccer team from my parents' home country go out, play their hearts out, and get an actual result out of it. The Filipinas may have lost a match, but they sure won the hearts. My thoughts and thanks to the Filipinas when we come back. I can't believe we're at the end of this episode already, but here we are. To the Filipinas, I want to say thank you. Maraming salamat. Thank you very much. You've not only won me over, but the many hearts of many Filipinos around the world who not just love sports, but love their country. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you all inspired a bunch of football players, soccer players, whatever you want to call them around the world, whether they're fully Filipino, half Filipino, whatever amount of Filipino they have, they want to go out, play the game, play the game at their best, and dream big, just like each and every one of you. What you all accomplished, some of you probably already realize it, others not as much, maybe, but it's monumental, really. It's beyond our wildest dreams that a soccer team from the Philippines can not only just show up to the World Cup, but win a game, especially against a team that was favored to beat them. You can't really make this story up, really. And I hope that these ladies, as they move on in their lives, whether it's to go to a second World Cup or a first-time Olympics or even whatever they do in their soccer careers, I hope that they cherish this moment, remember this moment, pass it on to future generations of their families and tell them how much it meant to not just them, but also the Filipino diaspora as a whole. I mean, man, I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it really we all thought and by we I mean the Filipino community we have probably thought that the biggest national team success would come in basketball not a surprise right because almost most Filipino people you know or even Filipino women I should say they know a thing or two about basketball and probably know more about basketball than they do about soccer but I wouldn't be surprised that after this summer that perception changes a little bit. I know I'm ranting and raving here and going off of different tangents, but I really need to play free on this segment. There will be some 
struggles to overcome though at the time of this recording I was made aware that the head coach and the head assistant coach of the Philippines Alice Dih and um, I believe his name is coach Naz as uh, they call are leaving for a different job leaving the Filipinos with a new head coach and new assistant head coach however whoever that new coach may be I hope they understand the team first mentality the not have a no new friends attitude of these ladies and find a way to keep the chemistry high the next focus now is to focus on next summer's Olympics that would be great you qualify for the World Cup one year and the Olympics the next I mean if that's not world stage success I don't know what is of course when we look at numbers though to close people are gonna tell me Wes how can you call a team that won once lost twice how can you say that that's greatness it's greatness because again a team that came out of the shadows built their way up to be a respectable opponent for teams that have probably spent most of their time in the top 20 top 25 play them hard for the most part come out victorious in a team that doesn't necessarily have UEFA grade talent or even NWSL talent come on you gotta be you gotta be kidding me like in any scenario no one would ever want that team to win just because of the lack of names and from a initial view the difference in talent but just internally a team that was built to play together and have a very passionate mindset, it took them further than what people wanted them to take and see from them in this particular tournament. And it's only going to take them further in the team's history. Sure, there will be generations of Filipinas after this team, but as long as that foundation set by this team will stand strong, throughout the test of time I mean I could see not only just the current version of the Filipinas participating on a world stage starting with the Olympics but also in future World Cups maybe even a She Believes Cup if they're good enough and the US Soccer Federation sees them fit to be a competitive uh, team to play against the likes of a USA and England whatever it's all wishful thinking I know it's all uh, dreaming and stuff but dreams can become reality so again thank you again to the Filipinas I think you all are a great team I could see you all being the face of Asian football someday and all of that good stuff but like I always say no matter what happens the Filipinas the 2023 to 2023 Filipinas will always be great Thanks for your time today. As a reminder, Opsi Sport can be found on all podcast platforms. Please leave a five-star rate and review as that helps the show gain visibility on all the podcast platforms and helps the show get great. 
I also ask that you pass the podcast along to fellow friends, family, co-workers, and teammates. We could always use some more office mates around here. Also, feel free to follow Offsea Sport on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube at Offsea Sport. That's O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. I want to remind you of a couple projects that we have coming on for the Offsea Sport podcast channel. First, the Wildcat Offense, where I'll be covering basketball and football for the Northwestern Wildcats for the 2023-2024 calendar season. Football seeks a new beginning, while basketball capitalizes on last year's March Madness run. Second project, the Winter Circle, is where I take time to interview people that I know, whether in the sports business or the corporate business, who have an inkling in sports, once played sports, and perhaps how they use sports in their daily lives. Once again, thank you all for the support. It means so much to me, and it helps keep the dream alive of making a quality podcast for you all. Until then, see you at the water cooler or the cube, and we'll talk shop.